Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Underhood Show presented by Mel Hamilton Ford. My name is Phil Nightingale. Morning, Josh. Good morning. Josh Proffitt, our service director, here to take your calls at 316-462-3673. Josh, you got me kind of jacked up. Yeah, it is. Technology uh, you got going on here. He's got know, a touch screen over here for me well, today. Well, I was trying to, I don't know. That's going to make me funny. I, I got to pull this over here because I, I got to look over this look, way a little bit. Look further. that way. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at that. Aren't, yeah. we, aren't we special? Just trying to do uh, do things a little bit different. You know, uh, just when things are cooking right along and everything's going good, you got to change some stuff. Hey, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. So, hey, it's a call-in show, 316-462-3673. That's the number to the front desk. And uh, anything alien, your car, tires, brakes, batteries, you want to talk about anything in the automobile world, racing, whatever it might be. You want to talk about the USMTS race down in Texas last night. We can talk about that, too. Any caller that calls in gets a great price package, about over 130 bucks for each and every caller. Only showing no, you get paid to call in on. And Josh, as always, what's in that package? So we're going to mail it out to you, but it's going to consist of the works, which is an oil change and tire rotation. Uh, we use Motorcraft oil and filter products here at Mel Hamilton Ford. While we're performing that, we're going to complete a multi-point inspection, checking over your brakes, tire, steering, suspension, all the safety-related components on that vehicle, uh, making sure that it's geared up and ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of uh, driving. You'll also receive yourself $10 to Mel's Diner so you can get yourself something to eat and drink while you're here with us at the big corner. Complete nitrogen for your tires so you get all the great benefits that nitrogen has to offer. And then a BG products package, which consists of a can of MOA or motor oil additive for your engine oil, and then CF5 for your fuel system. Again, just getting that vehicle geared up and ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving. All right, 316-462-3673. Let's get the phones ringing. Love to hear from you. Love to give away some of those great price packages and stuff, too. And it looks like Gus is on live with us this morning. Well, he's keep a, us. Yeah, he says, uh, you're changing crap. I got to be there to make sure it's going to work so this comes through. That's what the deal is. Well, I get it. I understand. So, you know, uh, you got a great safety net there for sure. <laughs> yeah, I get it. So, uh, anyway, it's uh, love to hear from you. Love to car. You got text coming at me here. Oh, that's okay. We had our uh, race open house last weekend. Man, I thought uh, that worked, worked out really well. Uh, had a great event here. Uh, uh, large crowd and had a lot going on that day for sure and uh you know i think everybody had a really good time and uh we again you know always kind of changing things and evolving and trying to trying to make things better and from the previous year and uh had a couple of different uh changes that we made as far as different uh checkout stations and stuff like that and i think that went really well uh for the consumers but you know appreciate everybody that uh, was able to come out and and uh join us on our race open house because i thought it was a really good event so it was a good event great to see everybody and everything get, get the race season kicked off and stuff too so uh, uh thanks everybody that came out and joined us and had fun and uh gave away some great prizes and gave away some great deals and i uh, hope we got your racers all geared up and ready to go for the 2024 race season i'm ready about you josh but i'm ready to go racing yeah so, it's uh, uh you know i don't know did you watch uh much of the 500 no, I couldn't, man. It was on. Yeah. I watched the last. I walked in the door when it was over, uh-huh. and it wasn't the five hundred. Well, it was a four ninety nine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was so bad. Uh, as much as I, I mean, I like William Bryan. I think he's a great guy and everything else like that. But the forty eight car should have won that race, in my opinion. It should have been. It should have been thrown a caution way too early. They should have thrown a caution earlier, so it'd been a green white checkered instead of what it did. Everybody trying to say the rules are this, that, and everything. I don't care. 
the caution when it was happening and they didn't throw the caution to the cars went across the line. So it is what it is. It's uh, it's over. It's said and done. William Byron's a winner. He gets the crown. He gets the trophy. But uh, everybody's got an opinion, right? Yep. You know yep, what? We got an opinion. So. And uh, Tim Daniels says, it's great to see Ricky. He is real. I still say he's not real. <laughs> I can, you know, I he don't was know. real in a impersonator on Saturday. Yeah, I don't know what more he's got to do to prove he's real than <laughs> show him in real life in real person. And you know, but anyways, yeah, exactly. So anyway, uh, we'll. Uh, so anyway, again, thank you all for it came out on the race open house. Thanks to all the vendors that showed up. I think all the vendors are very excited. Did a lot of tech talk with the with the racers and stuff. And I think some of the racers learned a lot of new stuff. I don't know. I learned a lot of great stuff. Weirs was here. Got to talk with those with that gentleman for quite a while on different things and stuff too. So. It was fun to have everybody here. All-Star was here. That was great. Those guys were fantastic and everything else, too. So just great to have all those guys from that part. So let's get the phones ringing. 316-462-3673. Love to hear from you. Anyway, Jeremy Kane, I know a push truck driver. I got you. Let's, uh, uh, I will tell you that uh, Wednesday, 6 o'clock, will be our first live uh, Salt City Racing announcements we are going to come live on facebook and youtube we'll also be on these channels here for a little while to get everybody over to the salt city racing page to be live from there every wednesday at six o'clock we will go live and talk about what's happening we will come out wednesday with a little bit altered race schedule from what we were talking about we're going to have our transition rules out there also to go over uh with the b mods and stock cars and a mods what we can do there and uh, we're going to have our purse and uh, payouts and stuff for you too and we're going to hopefully by then we'll know a hundred percent of where we're going to actually pit over at salt city uh we've been working with the insurance company to make everybody safe and secure and make it easy for the fairgrounds to provide for us and help us set up and everything every week so stay tuned wednesday six o'clock and uh, we will have that uh, part there the website is up if you want to go check it out it's not a hundred percent yet but we are still working on that part of the two uh so excited for salt city speedway I should say Salt City Racing, as I might say. But anyway, uh, to be ready to go April 26th, I got some other announcements I want to make that we'll make on uh, what we're going to do with the track and what's going to happen there uh, from that part. Uh, working with a lot of sponsors and a lot of people already uh, to make this thing happen. And, yeah, we're way behind the eight ball on that sort of thing, too. But uh, we'll make it happen, right, Josh? It's, uh, it's one of those things. If uh, if we're not going 900 mile an hour, something's wrong anyway. So <laughs> in, tr- in true fashion around this place. Uh, I say going 200. Go- yeah. running 200 but going 50 well yeah there you go but uh you know definitely a little little behind the eight ball i think but that's okay we'll we'll make it happen yeah so stay tuned wednesday night six o'clock we'll go live and uh with all the great announcements and everything everybody's kind of been anticipating and waiting on and uh, sorry just been taking longer than we need to just to help out um and get everything in line the way we need to to uh, have a successful time and everybody i'm just telling you i just want to prove the fair board they were wrong not out to uh, just want to prove that this this racetrack that you want it that we need it and we want to race once a month and that we'll show up and we'll show the fair board the crowds that show up and the racers that show up uh i'm doing everything i possibly can to get as many possible racers there to race uh got some other things up the schedule if other people are not, don't understand what's happening what i'm trying to do but that's okay uh everybody's got a, got an opinion again right josh yeah. uh, but you'll see wednesday night six o'clock if we announce some stuff and go through and i can't make everybody happy but i'm trying to do the best to make as many possibly hand that's why we're coming up with some transition rules to make everybody that possibly can change a few things on their car to race and have fun from that part too so anyway uh so uh 
you'll see that Wednesday night, six o'clock. Be ready. If you want to jump on Salt City Racing uh, page on Facebook or the webpage, they're both up and running. Uh, and you can check it out. It's not a thing. But like I said, there's a lot of changes still coming on the website for that part of the deal, too. So anyway, 316-462-3673. Let's get some phones ringing. Love to hear from you. Uh, from that part so enough on that josh let's uh we kind of kicked off the racing stuff everything else like that uh uh how's everything in the shop this week been a you crazy know, week i know yeah, yeah for sure it's definitely been uh been busy you know it seems like a kind of a broken record when you know when you talk about things in the shop and uh trying to get trying to get things through as far as just always being busy but again you know like we were talking about earlier that's that's what we do is uh we, do, we just keep plugging away at it and um it's uh from a consumer standpoint, I definitely understand and don't like it when, you know, a consumer calls in and they've got something that, uh, that's irritating them and they want to get fixed. And, yep. and you've got to say, you know, Hey, we're, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a week or so before we can get to it or a week and a half or two weeks, you know, that's definitely not, uh, not our intention, but also from the other side of that is that, you know, we want to be able to make a promise to you that when we have an appointment set for your vehicle, that, we're able to get to it that day um, for sure. And then also uh, trying to get it to the right person, you know, to make sure that when we get that vehicle in here, that, uh, that we're able to accurately diagnose it and get it fixed uh, so that it's the, the issues taken care of. Um, and it's uh, these technicians back here, uh, the knowledge that they have and the experience that they have, it's worth the wait. You know, it's like I said, if you go to the restaurant, there's nobody there. My wife had a lunch appointment to a uh, lunch meeting with not a meeting, just a lunch time with one of her friends from Hutch. And she said, there's nobody in that restaurant. I said, well, did you like eating there? She said, well, it was a little weird. I said, yeah, I get it. So that's the whole thing is it's uh, if it's a busy restaurant, you know, it's worth the wait. And that's kind of yeah. how I look at that too, from that part. Uh, I had a gentleman here last night picking up his car and, and, uh, I got here late. Of course, nobody's here. So he got a little frustrated. I said, you know, bear with me here a minute. It's, it was seven o'clock and I, so we did get him taken care of, yeah. uh, handled and everything else too. But, uh, and I kind of use the same analogy with him. He kind of laughed. He says, yeah, I guess you're kind of right. Aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> so for sure. Anyway, good morning, uh, Dennis. Good morning, Delbert. Good morning, Bill. Everybody. Thanks for joining us live and everything else too. So let's get the phones ringing. 316-462-3673. And we got a caller coming, Josh. Let's okay. get him on the okay. phone here. We'll get Ryan patched in here in a minute. Uh, that part. Morning, Rob. How you doing, buddy? Anyway, uh, the other thing while we're waiting on that caller to come in, uh, kind of another huge announcement. I say it's a huge announcement or whatever, but Ford went out and lowered, lowered, and I don't mean just a few thousand dollars. They lowered the heck out of the Mach-E prices. So if you're on the verge of looking at an electric car or whatever, I'm telling you, the Mach-E GT went down 11000 dollars wow okay yeah that's crazy eleven thousand dollars i can't believe it went down that much but it did so jump on our webpage mh4.com you can see the mock e's out there that how much they've went down and stuff and uh so if you were close on one of those it's a great time ryan are you ready to go yep ryan you're live with under the hood good morning hey good morning guys and thanks for having me and congratulations on the self situation i've been following it on thanks. the news and uh, and congratulations! I'm ready to go over there and see some see some racing and great opportunity for uh, the region and the area to really show um, you know how we can 
how we can support the racing community. So congratulations, sir. I appreciate that, you Ryan, know, very as much. We know, Hey, no, it's going to, it's, we're going to get it off the ground and in the air. I promise you that. <laughs> I hope so. Too. Um, some of the things you're seeing so, in the news are not accurate either. So just be careful. I'll be making some announcements on Wednesday when we go live at six o'clock to clear the air on a lot of things that the news has put out there. That's not correct. I've had to be pretty quiet okay. till we had the contract signed. It is signed down stuff. So it's time to, uh, so to, tune in on Wednesday night at six o'clock for some more announcements, Brian. Oh yeah. No, I'm, I'm going to, definitely be locked in um and i got some buddies that are going to be locked in for that announcement too so perfect you know as, as we know um and here in into business real quick and just i want to have josh you guys weigh in on this because you know th- things are tough out there for everybody right now and so engine light popped on on my 2012 uh ford uh fusion and um and and i went into a little you know a little um uh, national shop and they plugged in they said it's the oxygen sensor and they said it's about 91 dollars and and i mean it is is like what kind of impact can i have and then they said you don't have to do it and i mean is there what what am i doing by not throwing a hundred dollars and at the oxygen sensor is it is it worth the is the roi there with that, and and I just kind of wanted to listen to you guys on on your take on that. I, I want to be doing what's right by my car, but when they're advising, oh, you don't have to do anything, you know, and, and it's a hundred bucks. So I I'd like to kind of hear hear your thought process on that. Well, I bet you, Josh, mm-hmm. and I got kind of the same thought process yeah. too. But I'll first thing I will tell you is, if you do need an oxygen sensor, that's reading how rich and how lean the motor is, and telling the computer what kind of a mixture to put back in. So the car will be efficient. So is it going to be an ROI on an auction sensor for 90 bucks? Yeah, you're going to burn more fuel and have less power. And plus, you're going to do uh, your motors probably might carbon up little, or do something different carbon, yeah. uh, from that part from that 90 bucks. But the first thing I really want to do is it really the auction sensor that it needs. Uh, you can't just put a code reader in these cars today, Ryan. And that code tells you that just because of the description of the code, that doesn't mean that's the failed part. Okay. Uh, number two, I'll let Josh time in on his side of this too, but number two, if that light's on steady and the car's acting okay, you're okay to drive. If that light starts flashing at you, uh, you need to stop because that's when it's doing damage from that part. So when they say you don't really need to do it or whatever, I'm telling you, whatever's turning that light on, yeah, you do need to do it because it's causing a problem. It's, it's, it's the way the car's talking to you and tell you, Hey, we got an issue, uh, from that part. But, uh, we need to first figure out that's what that is. So, and kind of to add to, to Phil's point a little bit here is that if that light is on here, my, my biggest thing with the check engine light, because you can get into a, there's so many different codes that can cause that and so many different sensors and are some of them, in my opinion, probably more important than others. And, you know, a, a long-term effect, an oxygen sensor, I believe has a pretty important job as far as telling fuel mixture. And then it's going to, you know, make the vehicle rich or lean or based on what it's reading. And then if it's, uh, if it's faulty and not working, then that computer is running off of a defaulted value. So now it's ignoring the sensor that's telling that it's bad and working off of a, a set parameter. So you're not changing or altering that fuel one way or the other, or that mixture one way or the other. And then you get the additional carbon and stuff like that. Now, is it going to hurt it to drive it you know, in the interim or short term, no, it's not going to hurt anything long term down the road. Yeah, you potentially would burn more fuel or make it run rich, lean, 
you know, one way or the other and have the adverse effect each way of that. But my biggest thing with, uh, with a check engine line, uh, when it's on, something else happens to the vehicle, the light doesn't get any brighter. It's not going to yeah. be able to come on and tell you that, hey, now there's something else of maybe more importance uh, going on or, or an issue. Um, and so, yeah, I'm definitely a uh, advocate for taking care of those lights and, you know, keeping the dash clean and making sure that, uh, that you know, we don't have a, a bunch of lights on and stuff like that. Um, so, so, I mean, yeah. So really what we need to do, and, and again, Ryan, for calling in the show, we're going to add this to your package, the diagnostic package. Well, we'll run that code through a trouble tree that we have and do the diagnostics and prove it. And it could be that it does need that oxygen sensor, yeah. but it could be a broken wire. Uh, it could be a poor connection somewhere or something like that. So I could turn that light on or whatever. Or it might even be not even that sensor. It might be something else that's caused that code to set from what else is happening there from that part. So we want to put a diagnostic on it to, for you, Ryan, where we'll no charge at all run the trouble tree, have one of our technicians scan the code, not do a code reader and uh, make sure that's the code, make sure that that, and then follow that trouble tree down and prove that it's, that it is. And maybe it, and you, and you know, it might be just that oxygen sensor for, for, you know, a hundred bucks or whatever it might be. I hope that's all it is. Uh, that again, we don't know till we really kind of diagnose it or whatever from that part. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I'll, I'll come in and see guys uh, like I always do. And, and uh, thank you, and and I look forward to the uh, clarity announcement on Wednesday. Let's go racing. Thanks so much, guys. <laughs> right, Have a good one. You Very too, good. Ryan. Thank Thanks, you. Ryan. He's right. Let's go racing. All right, 316-462-3673. Get the great price packs about over 130 bucks, yep. or you might be like Ryan. Pick up yep. an extra diagnostic package we'll throw on there to diagnose your car. But we run into this all the time. I, I understand what the parts houses are trying to do. They got to sell parts. And given those code readers in there, I'm going to – some of you have heard me say this many, many times. That's – a quick check but that's all it is uh those code readers can't read as deep as our scan tools can i mean those code readers probably cost them 100 200 bucks we spend four or five thousand dollars on one of our scanners by the time it's set up and ready to go to diagnose these codes correctly but then you got to have the information to follow it down through uh and know how to diagnose the car i mean anybody can read a chart but if you don't know what you're doing with that thing with the technicians that we have to follow that chart down and maybe diagnose it and like i said Hopefully it is a that is a uh, uh, oxygen extension. That's all it is. Yeah, very well could be. Could, well, could you get lucky and put an oxygen extension? Light goes out and everything else. Yeah, hey, it could, but you just don't know. But again, I can't stress that enough that these lights on these cars are on there for a reason. Uh, they're, they're talking to you. It used to be years ago you could drive a car, you could hear what was going on, you could act how it acts or whatever. Just like Jeremy's situation there. I mean you know, Ryan's situation. It's it's driving fine. There's no issue, but that light's on. But I promise you that mixture is messed up. Years ago, you couldn't tell that. But, you know, guys were good enough with cars. You get to listen to the car, how it sounded, how it started. We did everything else from that part. Not today. That's what these lights are for, are to actually tell you, hey, we've got an issue. We need to fix it. And the longer you leave that light on, the more it's going to cost yep. you yep. from that part. So running, anyway. running to a situation here just this week, had a, a person had a, I don't know, 17, 18-year uh, model Fusion <clears throat> and took it to uh, somewhere had the uh, independent of some sort or O'Reilly's. I don't know if they initially were starting to mess with it themselves and then took it to an independent. But basically, uh, if check engine light was on, car was running fine, everything was was good to go. Uh, <clears throat> they had diagnosed it as a, well. The code was for a purge valve um, mm-hmm. for the, the evaporative emission system, and um, they went through and 
you know, did, I guess, some sort of diagnosis with it, indicated that the purge valve needed to be replaced. Well, then they went and they bought an aftermarket purge valve for the thing and put the put the purge valve on it. Uh, well, unless uh, didn't fix anything. So basically was was having trouble uh, diagnosing it, brought it in. Uh, had one of our technicians look at it. Well, the part that they had put on was an aftermarket purge valve. Mm-hmm. Well, that aftermarket purge valve uh, on that specific model of fusion, um, it's a universal purge valve in this aftermarket deal. So the valve it's fits, fits set on five different cars yeah, uh, yeah. on several different vehicles. Well, if you put the uh, factory purge valve on it, it comes with, there's like five hoses that come off of this thing to go different places uh, all yep. over the intake. Well, what had happened was there was a small crack because of the age of the hosing and stuff like that. And one, of the, in one of the hoses and the only way to get the hoses was to buy the purge valve. Well, they spent, I don't know, it was uh, around $150 for this aftermarket purge valve that was just the purge valve and then turn around and had to buy the factory valve in addition to it that actually fixed the problem to begin with. Uh, yeah. And, you know, that's where when when you talk about it's not only the, the quality of the diagnosis, but what are you putting on it? as far as a part uh and there's a difference in those aftermarket parts and it's uh, i go back to the you get what you pay for scenario um you know know, and i'm gonna chime in there too with those parts and years ago back in i hate to say how long ago that was when i was working (laughs) Halstead auto supply selling parts and things the aftermarket world had a most of the time had a little bit better part or whatever for the cars to, to put, you know, to upgrade them, do a little bit better job, whatever from that part. Now with all these electronics and all the sensors and all that stuff, the aftermarket worlds went into where they take that purge valve and they make it so it can fit several different applications of cars, models, makes that sort of thing. Uh, but their, the quality of that part is not as good as we can prove right here as it is today. So that it's kind of flipped. Yeah. Uh, is there still some good aftermarket parts out there that you can buy for your car and everything else? There sure are. But getting into some of these tech parts and sensors and purge valves and that kind of thing, uh, it's so much better today. To, the quality of the, of the and what you need to get is so much better with an OEM part than it is an aftermarket part. It's kind of like body parts. I mean, years ago, the aftermarket body parts were just as good, if not better, than the original equipment. Not today, because that's the same thing they've done. They've went and take that same fender and they try to make it figure out a way to fit three or four different years of feudal altercations instead of having the fender that fits your car uh, from that part. So it's it's so much better to be using original equipment parts today. And there are applications. I mean, because we do sell some aftermarket parts and we do use some aftermarket parts in certain situations uh, from that part. So it's sure. back to, again, to get what you pay for. Pay yep. me now or pay me later. Kind of deal, right? <laughs> Exactly. From that part. Anyway, good morning, Darren McKim. Good morning, Kyler. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on live. 316-462-3673. Anything in your car, tires, brakes, batteries, anything you want to talk about in the racing world, uh, anything in the new products, whatever, love to hear from you and to get that great price package. Spit it spit all out. out. Come on. <laughs> price package about over 130 bucks for each and every caller. Only show you know you get paid to call in on. So 316-462-3673. That's the number of the main store here that... Uh, tell the girls when they answer the phone, you want to get passionate podcast, we'll get you chapped in here and get you going. Anything alien car, love to hear from you. 316-462-3673. How you doing over there with all these changes? Hey, man, everything, I'm, I'm, is everything I'm, I'm, okay? Or, yeah, I don't know if they're not having a mouse to mess yes, with. Everybody or... knows Josh just threw me a little tech in here. <laughs> I bet Gus is over here spinning his wheels trying to figure out what I'm doing over here and stuff too. So I'm getting pretty good at the old new screen I got here and stuff. I don't know, but you know, I know you can't anybody can't see it or whatever, but it is pretty cool. <laughs> lot lot uh, a lot bigger for sure. 
sure. So, well, uh, well, somebody needs something. Like you <laughs> see everything in this thing. <laughs> so, so no. yeah, I'm getting along pretty well, Josh. So thank you for doing that. I just but, don't know how we're going to put up other things we need to put up on the screen. We need to. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, we, we, we've right. got that deal handled too. So, All the right. uh, you know, one of the other things that I wanted to talk about uh, uh, today or uh, that we had happen this week is, uh, and I don't know if we've got anybody on, uh, online or on, on with us that has drove a, uh, over the road or had to do anything DOT related. Uh, that was going to be my kind of curiosity of what your opinion is on DOT stuff. Um, or, uh, heavier, CDL, Josh? heavier trucks. I do. Yeah, I do have a CDL. You know, yes. I do too. I uh-huh. sometimes I wish I didn't though. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. Um, you know, and just, or vehicle inspections, you know, state inspections, uh, should, should that be a thing? Um, you know, the, when, when I think of DOT, honestly, for, for my opinion, uh, I understand the safety side of it, but I don't get all the, the, and I understand it's a, it's a, uh, it's a money thing, right? So, you know, we're traveling to Oklahoma, you got to buy a fuel permit and a trip permit and all the, the paperwork side of things. Uh, but I definitely get the safety side of it. You know, when you stop somebody and you're looking at tread depths and windshields and brakes and, you know, things like that, I, I, I fully grasp and understand that. Uh, I think they can go maybe a little bit overboard on some stuff. Well, Uh, yeah. And that part of it, especially, uh, especially Oklahoma, man, it seems like, uh, every time we go through there, it doesn't matter what's, what's, you could think you have all your I's dotted and T's crossed and, and get in there. I, and I know, I've kind of heard somebody goes a different route around that yeah. thing sometimes <laughs> too from that part. But, uh, yeah, the DOT inspection with over the road trucks, I get that safety fact, you know, how big they are running down the road and stuff, you know, years ago when the safety inspection was part of a, before you could get a car registered, you had to have a safety inspected. And then have, I don't remember how if you had to do it or whatever. But I remember doing those safety inspections and people would come in. You could see what they've done. They had taken tires off another car and different things off other cars and stuff to get that car to pass. But you know, they went right back and took and put the old stuff back on the old car. So I get what you're saying there too. But to also the the DOT inspection, I still remember when our rig was going through Oklahoma and, and uh, that the officer stopped him and, and basically held him up for 24 yeah. hours because – the fire extinguisher was in the truck, but it wasn't bolted down because we were using so many different trucks and things like that. We just throw the fire extinguisher where we go. Now, that's overboard, in yeah. my opinion. So then I told him, I said, I'm going to come down and get the rigs, the cars off that trailer and put them on another trailer so I can get my units delivered. They wouldn't even let me come down and take those units off for 24 hours. I mean, that, that's that's way overboard and stuff like that, too. So it's uh, it's definitely... Uh and again, I get the the need for it. I get the the reasoning behind it. And what brought that up is we had a individual um, hauling cross country, okay. um, and this. So this is kind of on the other degree of it. Of hey, wh- why? How? How is this guy even on the road? So he's hauling. Got a Dodge uh, Dodge Ram thirty five hundred single rear wheel pickup with a forty foot gooseneck trailer and it's just a hot shot hauler so basically goes out and bids you mm-hmm. know bids on a load it could be one one time it could be this next time it could be that no idea what you're hauling but uh anyways the the gentleman comes in and has uh uh was at a re- repair facility had service work done they put uh inflated the tires to the door placard which was 70 psi okay drove it a little further down the road and it blew out. One of the tires blew out. So limps it in. We go through, look at it all. It has P metric tires on there. Oh, you should have never have had 
70 PSI on it. But this guy, a 40, it has a 40 foot gooseneck trailer wow. tied to it that he's lucky he didn't hurt somebody when that tire blew or did whatever. Well, and I mean, I don't, it just blows me away that you would do that and <laughs> not have the appropriate equipment or tires to be able to do that. Yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty crazy. It goes back to, again, someone just saw what size it needed to be, put that threw, size yeah, on it, it on didn't there. put the right load rating, didn't put the right speed rating, didn't put uh, the correct ply rating on that on that truck. It was on the truck or the trailer? It was on the truck. It was on the, it was on the oh rear of the God. truck. So then my next thing is we're like we're digging into this, figuring out what's going on, figured out that, you know, hey, don't have the right tires on it. He knew it didn't have the right tires on it, that it didn't have LTs on it, and didn't want to f- correct the situation. Oh, Cheap black wow. ground on there and go and you know in in situations mm. like that it's like man that's uh that's it's hard to hard to swallow that there's i just hope that, that he that never does that. have another one blow or whatever with a rig with cars on it or whatever he's hauling yeah. or whatever and hurt anybody i mean that's that's uh loaded up and going down the road uh is crazy so you know uh, and the amount of time just like before i hook up and take off from my race rig the amount of time we spend to make sure the tires are there the lights are working doing all the stuff and that's and hey tell you, we're running brand new equipment and we still yeah. are checking that stuff over uh, uh from that part to make sure we're safe and solid i mean i'm always looking at the at the connectors are plugged in the hitch the safety change are hooked up all that kind of stuff well it's one thing it's one thing to skip on the mechanical side of things. So my check engine lights on, I need an oxygen sensor, you know, I'm not going to do that. Okay. That's not going to put other motorists in danger. danger. But when you talk about, you know, brakes, tires, steering, suspension, you know, all that stuff, you're, you, it's be, it's beyond a decision at that point when you start taking other people's, you know, lives in danger. Uh, And lucky when that tire blew, I guess he probably didn't hurt nobody or whatever. So was it one of the, was it a dually? No, it was single rear wheel. That's the other thing. Oh, wow. You didn't even have a, you know, didn't even have another tire to divide the load with. Uh, couldn't believe it. So, yeah, you know, and that's the thing. I go a little overboard when we're pulling. You know, I could probably pull with with the 350, uh, but, uh, you know, I pull with the 450 just because of the better brakes and all that kind of what? stuff, too, and, and the bigger tires underneath that truck and all that kind of stuff, too. But uh, just part of being safe and easy and stuff. And I guess he's just looking at how to save a buck. And you know See? what? We got to make it's it all. Cost him. It's going to yeah. cost him later more probably, because again he blew out that tire. But yeah, he didn't want to fix the rest of the tires. Had no had no interest in it. Cheap wow. black and around. So wow, that, that's crazy from that part. So anyway, it's it it blows you away. So then I've got uh, some additional stuff here. Okay, what do you got there? Okay, oh, so tech, more tech, yeah, more tech. We're going we go. to try here this deal here. We'll flip this on here. So I'm going to ask you what happens. To this vehicle we'll get this plane it looks here, like a camaro so. back here uh yeah i think the I'm pretty sure it's a camaro but uh <laughs> so what uh <laughs> that's too funny we'll, I shouldn't we'll play it again you, we'll play it again that, oh that is too funny yeah, look we'll at the size of the rear tires first of all yeah yeah <laughs> Ready? Yeah, we're go. Gonna, we're gonna do it. Because I think I seen the drag, the control arms coming back. So I think uh, a couple of things could happen here. One, yeah, the that or the other thing that I was wondering is if the drive shaft shredded up and stuck like a fork 
in the road and then just jerk the whole differential out the back. Because you can it. still see the trailering arms coming back. Yeah. Yep. Uh, from that. One more time. One, one more, more time. We'll do it again. We'll do it one more time. <laughs> yeah. Think he needs a tow truck? Yeah, it's uh it's gonna take a little <laughs> something to get that off the track for sure. I thought I seen the drive shaft hang down there, yeah, but uh, anyways, it's a blurry and everything else. Too, yeah, from that part. So. <laughs> where where I was headed with this is this is another vehicle that uh, was brought in. So this is on a F three fifty. Okay, okay. The vehicle's in here for a recall, straight up recall. Drove it in. Okay, okay. got that. Yeah, and this is the drive shaft out of this. So, so is this four wheel drive or something? It's four wheel drive. So is that the rear drive shaft? This the is the rear drive shaft. We we it removed it on the front one. It drove in with this with it, this was in the vehicle. We took it out. Oh, you took it out. Yeah, we we took it out. Uh, but it came in for a recall. So first of all, see how there's snap rings? Yeah, they're about down to pop here. Out. Yep, there's but none there. This one, somebody's went through and. Put is that welded? Yeah, somebody went through and put tack welds oh, wow. on this cap to keep the, the cap from uh, coming off there. Okay. Wow. So now, look at this. Oh, it's coming out of there. Look, oh, my word. So if you guys can't see that, put your arrow back on it. That big gap in there, that's probably a quarter of an inch of gap yeah. right there. That should not be there. That should be nice and solid. Should, and yeah, else. it should be a solid cap. Okay. Wow. I will go through. Look at this right breaking here. Away. Now that, that that's breaking away. Wow, isn't that crazy? And he's drove that in. Drove it in here. Yeah, drove it in here. No complaints. Look at that. Now you can really see the the spot welds. That yeah, the put spot on that. welds up here. Oh mercy! Drove sakes. it in here. No complaints other than the recall. Wanted to get this recall uh, completed on it. Um. Mm. So this. Oh, there's a real good shot of it. God Almighty! This drive shaft is minutes away from breaking yeah okay so now imagine going down the road at 60 mile an hour and this is the so this is a it's a two-piece shaft and it's the dividing piece of the shaft so it's the center of the shaft so if this breaks the front of the drive shaft or the center of that front part of the the shaft is going to hit the ground and it's going to throw stuff everywhere Imagine this breaking at like 60 not, mile an I'm hour. I'm sure glad I'm not behind that guy. Okay. Yeah. That is crazy. There's yeah. another one. Just, another picture of the gap there from where that, that's just beating around. And there's one. You can see yeah. how it's even flared out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where yeah. it's, where it's flared the yoke out that the shaft sits in. Yep. Okay. So this is the drive shaft part of it. So eventually we, or we completed the recall and I was, I told them, I said, Hey, we like, cannot in good faith let you drive this thing back out of here like no, just can't. just cannot do it and so i had the technician remove the shaft out of the truck and we put it in the back of the truck and said hey you know i'll help you get it wherever you want it to go but like you can't, can't it, it's, yeah, it's you're it's, gonna hurt somebody something's yeah it's not driving out of here so then we go through this is the tires on the vehicle not too terribly bad there like not great by any means yeah. And that's the tire he's running down the highway. Yep. Look at this. That. Is, this is what we're driving on here, chunking out there. So, again, still like 
I wouldn't drive that, but no. not not anything what I would deem to be. This is the other side here. It's chunking out too. It's about it's going. chunking out up here. Yeah. Oh, mercy sake. Look at the this gun. is the other side. Mm. So this is steel belts in here. We're yeah, seeing I can see the steel belts and everything. We're there. seeing steel belts on that. Yeah. Oh mercy. That thing's this that, is even another layer deep. That's up seconds here. from wave. Is it did it have air in it still? Yep. Still had air. Still inflated. Like I didn't even want a tech around it in fear that it was gonna pop. That it was gonna pop at any yep. point in time. Oh, look at that. So we it are drove in here. Yeah, we're one, two, three, probably four layers deep, deep. on maybe an eight ply tire. Yeah. Boy, or if not five layers deep. And you know when that starts shredding, some of that's already shredded off. So you know yeah, it's playing you can, on highway. So yeah, you can see it kind of coiled up down here. Yeah, that is crazy. Boy, talk about safety. Look at that. And this is a this is in an F three fifty. Guys, mm. you know, been pulling uh pulling trailers. Yeah. Look at Just, the mud in there too. Yeah. But I, I get I get what's gonna happen with the mud. I get that if you're on the dirt and all that kind of stuff too. But my god, I'm surprised he even got didn't get stuck. Maybe well, I think, did. I think that's probably what happened is it got stuck at one point and shortly before. Mm -hmm. But even so, even to this point here, those are now dry and hard and everything like that. Imagine going down the highway and that's and, gonna pop out at yeah, you. Yeah, one of those flying out at you. So Yeah. So I do believe there's a little bit of safety issue here, don't you think, Josh? Yeah, that is yeah, hundred percent. That is nuts. So anyway, Tim Daniels says, "How about those idiots driving don't tire the donuts at highway speeds too?" Yeah, I mean those little donuts are basically God. That them tires are crazy, crazy. So we we didn't let him leave. No, right? uh, -uh. no, nope. yeah, that's that was a great call on somebody's part on your part, Josh, not to let that guy get out of here to keep everybody safe and not hurt somebody out there in the highway and stuff like that too. So those kind of situations make me think, yeah, we do need to have DOT inspections again, but again, he could have that thing inspected, well, but who knows what would happen on down the road. Or my other thing is, okay, somebody knows somebody that for $25 or $50, they'll sign off on an inspection, you know? So oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. There's, there's always going to be that mm -hmm. loophole to, to well, everything. And that's what I told you. That's what I saw when I was doing those inspections. You could tell those tires and wheels that came in on that car weren't. That's weren't, not what was on it. It wasn't yeah. on it. Uh, you know, and that sort of thing, too. Uh, just doing things to make things pass. And, you know, the other thing was exhaust. You could believe the things that people would patch underneath the cars to make the exhaust pass uh, from that part. But again, back in those days, the, the emissions coming out the tailpipes are so much more than what they are today. Uh, so not, a, not as big deal. The next thing is we used to replace exhaust systems all the time as they would rust out because of the condensation. Now we got all these stainless steel exhaust yeah. systems and different things. We don't really do that much muffler work or exhaust work anymore uh, from that part. So I do understand some of this. The cars today are so much more dependable, run longer, do more things and everything else like that too. But that truck guy, he, he's long overdue on some preventative maintenance is for sure from that part. So crazy, 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 crazy. Well, it's no different, Josh. I was talking, I was driving to work. I think it was yesterday and I'm driving down 235, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I passed this guy in a dually and the rear end is howling so loud that I can't believe Josh didn't hear it through the phone. I couldn't believe it just howling. And he's running 70 mile an hour down the highway. And it's so, I mean, that's so loud. And, uh, 
you know, you gotta, you gotta wonder, okay, well, is there any fluid in that thing at all? And then yeah, if it's not, you know, it's generating a bunch of heat and then to be and running at 70 miles an hour. Just yeah. to keep going with that noise, the way it was. And I'm sure what it is, is a worker. It's not his truck. So he didn't care. He was just going to go to a quit. He probably <laughs> wanted to break down so he could get paid, not doing anything probably. Uh, but that was crazy that that truck was setting out there running 70 down 235. And that rearing was just zinging like a crazy. I was ready for that drive shaft to slide out of that thing for what, yeah. what I was hearing. Uh, from that part. Anyway, 316-462-3673. Hey, let's get the phones ringing. Love to hear from you. Anything in your car, tires, brakes, batteries, anything in the racing world, anything new products, whatever. Hey, let's talk about it. Want to talk about the Daytona 500 or 499, I should say. <laughs> and I think they're headed to Atlanta tomorrow. Uh, yes. Atlanta. So uh, 316-462-3673. And uh, we'll get you on the air here and get you the great price package and everything else too. So, uh, Josh, what else kind of running out? Uh, you know, we talked about uh, tires. We do have a tire special going on. Oh, really? Okay, uh, what so do we got it's there, kind buddy? of President's President's Day uh, sale, but uh, essentially there's up to 100. So, obviously, uh, low price guarantee on all of our tires. We'll price match anybody if we need to on that. But then, in addition to that, there's uh, additional mail-in rebates. It's up to $125 mail-in rebates, or uh, they'll give you uh, Ford Pass uh, reward points as well. Uh, happen to put tires out. I got an escape uh, from my mom and I put some tires on it and they got 15,000 Ford pass uh, reward points back on that. There you go. Took definitely took advantage of that. But uh, yeah, if you're, if you're like this guy, don't, don't let it get, don't let it get there uh, before, before we get it addressed or taken care of. And the status still out there. True. And true is 80% of tire failures and punctures or whatever happened on the last 20% of tread wear. So remember that as you're doing that. Plus the other thing that happens when they get worn down, uh, they are more acceptable punctures and that sort of thing, but your traction goes away. And also the next thing is it can't get rid of the heat that a tire makes up because there's not enough meat there to get that heat get away. So your tire temperatures increase. Also, when the tires get worn down, I had a gentleman body's expedition in. He says, yeah, kind of thought there was something funny. day was in the rain. This didn't feel quite right. <laughs> Looked at those tires. They were, they weren't, I mean, they were. It was time. They were down to three thirty seconds. Yeah, you know, two two thirty seconds is when basically a tire is supposed to be replaced when there's two thirty seconds left on the tire. And uh, I said, "Yeah, I bet that was a little funny on running." He said, "Well, I was doing. I was a little fast too. I was probably doing about 90. Okay. <laughs> so uh, just remember that eighty percent of tire failures happen in the last twenty percent, and it's always lo and behold, it'll it'll be flat in your garage or flat right by a repair shop or whatever too, right? <laughs> just, yeah, get it, get it handled. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, like Tim says, uh, then let's get a donut on it after you have a failure and let's, let's run that 80, 80 mile an hour down the road to, to yeah. get, to get going where you're going. Yeah. And you know, that's something we were last night, we were, uh, in the sales tire and a guy was trading in a, a 450, a dually, of course, of course the new 450 is that way. And, uh, it's a 22, He's got a hundred thousand miles on that truck. So again, bought the truck to use. Which, yeah. you know, if you're going to buy something yeah. like that, is is to use it. And I was talking to the salespeople, and he had just put on two new front tires. So it wasn't rotating them. Mm-mm, not rotating them at all. So back to the same scenario again. If he put that truck in four wheel drive, we got a problem. And uh, so that's that's the discussion we got in the sales tire, trying to explain to the salespeople and the sales managers about tires and how that four-wheel drive system has to work uh 
to to work correctly and stuff. Now he's fine as long as he doesn't hit in four wheel drive. But as soon as he hooks that truck in four wheel drive and those front tires are so much taller than those rear ones, it's going to create havoc. And who knows what's going to break, what's going to give away first, where it's a drive shaft, where it's transfer case, or whatever it might be. And uh, so the salespeople said, "Well, we just need to get four tires." And I said. That brand of tire he put on there, hate to tell you, that's not going on my truck sitting out here on this used car lot to, to be resold to somebody else. We're going to get six new tires in the thing with the proper load rating, the proper speed yeah. rating. So I went through the whole training with the guys about speed rating and, and load rating and all that kind of stuff, and especially a 450, because I promise you, uh, the 450s are rated, well, I don't know, they're rated like 30 or 35,000 pounds. I'd have them top of my head how much those trucks will pull, but I promise you, there's not one of those trucks, 450s out there that's pulling less than 30,000. And you know they're that's what they buy the truck for. You know exactly. it, it, that's what that truck is made for. Nobody's going to buy that and take it's it. Just drive it put, around. Put it in their garage. No, four fifty is the biggest pulling truck Ford makes. Even on a five fifty, six fifty, seven fifty, the four fifty pulls more than any Super Duty we have. And people get that confused, thinking a five fifty is going to pull more. No, a five fifty, six fifties, six hundred and seven hundreds, all are made to haul, not tow. Uh, the four fifty is made to tow. Uh, so different applications, that kind of thing. I've, I've run into all the time with construction companies. So I need to, I need a five fifties. I'm towing so much more. I said, no, you need a four fifty uh, from that part. And I've, I've, I've turned a lot of guys away from the five fifties, and and they thank me now because of how much better they are with the with the towing and that sort of thing too. But if you're putting a box on the back of the truck, yeah, four fifties is not your truck. It's the five fifty, six hundred and six fifties from that part. Uh, so another lesson learned on tires and everything else too from that part. So. Anyway, 316-462-3673. If you want to get the phones ringing, we'd love to hear from you a little bit. We're running out of time here this morning. Uh, how about the, yeah, go ahead. If, no, if you had some, what, how about an update on a new F-150 or a Ranger? Okay, the uh, 24 F-150s, I've got about 50 of those built between Kansas City and Dearborn, and they just started shipping the F-150s on the 16th. So the 24s are finally coming. The first one we have coming is going to be a Crew Cab XLT. Uh, it's coming out of Kansas City, so I'm hoping they'll be here the first of the week so we can see our first 24. Uh, Rangers, they finally got production moving on those. Uh, for those of you who remember the strike back then, the Ranger and the Bronco plant was the first plant to go down, and I think they started, when that plant went back up, they wanted to get the Bronco production caught back up before they got the Ranger production caught back, started going. Uh, but we do finally have some Rangers on the way. I'm, I'd hate to guess when I'm going to see a Ranger, but I'm going to say in the next couple of weeks, we'll finally see a 24 Ranger sitting here on the ground, too, that we've not had a new Ranger for yeah, it's been probably a eight months yeah. since we, because that, again, they went into stop production, I think, back in September so they could change the plan over, do everything, get ready for the new model year because it's a whole new truck for Ranger for 2024 and uh, changing that over, getting that truck to uh, ready to go for production. So here we go from that part. So. Very interesting to to see it because it's going to physically change size wise. Uh, it's a little bit bigger yeah, truck, a little bit yeah. wider truck, so much more features and options. And uh, remember, when we brought that Ranger out, it was a truck that we're using, uh, we're building in Australia, and they just moved it over here to the states. Yeah. And so now this is the first time for the United States to be able to have a complete redone truck for our side uh, from that part. So it'd be. Haven't got to dr drive one. We did see one here. We had our training on a 24 Ranger, you know, this fall. Uh, so it'd be exciting to finally get one and be able to drive this horse. So everybody's after this Ranger Raptor. I uh, know that's going to be pretty cool and stuff like that, too. I just wish Ford to build about 100,000 of those things. I was going to say, are you uh, want, but, limited uh, on that or do you know? So far, we've got one that uh, the very first customer that asked me for one is uh, one of our good loyal customers. Has that finally getting built? It's getting built in March. 
And then uh, Ford just called me and said, hey, you're getting this. And it's a black one that's coming. I don't know exactly what I'm going to get. I didn't get to pick any options or anything whatsoever uh, from that part, too. So anyway, that's kind of the update on the new models. And again, Mach-E, check out our website, mhford.com. Check out those Mach-E's. They have dropped the price on those things crazy. We've got uh, a couple of different options there in stock, don't we, for the Mach-E's? Yeah. Yeah, we've got about nine of them sitting up there right now, too. So. Very good. Yep. Well, anyway, uh, let's recap here real quick. Uh, again, thank everybody for the race open house last weekend. It was fun. Uh, Ricky Bobby made it an appearance. Uh, Mr. <laughs> the fake. real one. No, he's not real. <laughs> that wasn't real. That was a fake. He had a sign. Ricky said Bobby. it was real. I, don't, I, I, I get it. He can say he's real all he wants. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, and no one still believes me, but I will still lay my hand on the Bible. I've never watched Talladega Nights from the start to finish in one setting. Never have, yep. haven't done it. Yeah, I'm going to Josh. You know, I'm headed to Illinois tomorrow with the race car, so I might just have to put we, that on. We're downloading. Watch it. it. You're watching it. Yep. And watch it on the way to get over there from that part too. So, uh, from that part. So again, everybody, thank you again for race open house. It was fun. It was great. Great to take care of the racers, get them all set up. Matt O'Connor says, don't forget about Dan's cycle. Check out Jeremy Campbell's 2024 ride. I guess it's on display. We had Jeremy Campbell's frame and everything sitting here last week. So he must have his car together and must be out at Dan's cycle in uh, mountain Ridge. So don't forget to go and check out Jeremy's ride there too. So anyway, everybody's still watching. Uh, stay tuned for Wednesday, six o'clock salt city racing. will go live. We'll be live on all these channels too, to get everybody to like the page over on salt city racing. Uh, we're going to announce a little bit altered schedule for now that we know where we're at. Uh, I got a lot of announcements, what we're going to do at the track. Um, we're going to have our payouts. We're going to have our transition rules so we can get as many possible cars as we can race. Cause I know a lot of people think there's a lot of cars can't race, but I can't get every car that is possible to race on that racetrack, but I'm going to get as many as I possibly can. I'll clear up a lot of misunderstandings and miscommunications. A lot of people want to go out and get on Facebook and talk about, we'll clear up all those issues. We'll have our purse. We'll have, um, uh, the website is up and running, so if you want to look at Salt City Racing, it's up there, out there right now. If you can jump on and look at it, it's not complete. It's close. i uh, got a few more things I need to alter there, too, from that part. So stay tuned. Wednesday night, 6 o'clock, we'll go live, and we'll talk about everything we can at Salt City Racing. We'll have the chat line up for you, too, uh, to come in and chat on what you got, questions about it, whatever. But, uh, again, transition rules, too, for stock cars, stock transition rules for uh, the B-Mods and also um, – I'll leave that stock B mods. And there's also a little bit of transition rules for the A mods, what we can do there too, to try to get as many possible people as we can to do that. Anyway, can you diagnose a Dodge 4-7 Durango? We can work on all every make and model, Jeremy. Uh, that's one thing about our technicians. We've got all the t- scan tools and things we need to do to work on any maker model. Here at Melham Ford, even though we're a new Ford store, we work on everything there imaginable. We've had everything you need know, from boats to trailers to four wheelers to whatever you might want to think about to work on. We can take care of everything from that part. So, anyway, everybody have a great Saturday. Looks like the warm weather's coming. It's yep. racing time. It's time to go. Stay tuned live next Wednesday at six o'clock. And of course, we'll be back next Saturday at nine o'clock live with this show to talk about whatever's ailing your car from that part, anything in the automobile world. Everybody have a great Saturday. Stay safe. Have fun. We'll talk to you Wednesday night at 6 o'clock.